0: De Colores Radio.
1: De Colores Radio.
2: Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 83. Because we're bilingual in this B. Um, anyways, hope you all are finding us in a perfect moment. As always, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is The Colores Radio. I'm really so thrilled with how these last few episodes have been flowing. Uh, last time, we brought in our friends, German Torres and Luna Luna, um, representing the DFW. Uh, We want to send a big congrats to the best band coming out of Dallas, Texas for their new album, Flower Moon. Uh, Where is little Pat? Pat, Pat, Pat.
3: Hi. Hi, what's up?
2: Did you know that I was throwing you in right away?
3: Um, No, I did not. I was not
2: expecting that, but now I know. Well, it was in the script, but I was (laughs) bringing you up at this moment because um, we've mentioned you a few times that you really have been like undercover Latinx music indie squirrel for Dallas. And so um, I I think I wanted to ask you what brings a spark for you um, from musicians. And, And also I wanted to like, shout you out in general because I think a lot of musicians and artists don't often realize that like I guess like what the represents is like we're putting your name in other people's ears so that you can really shine
3: yeah no most definitely and I, I appreciate you shouting me out of uh, like obviously on the show but you make me aware of that even in person because I hadn't really ever processed that or thought of that um just because I'm very passionate about like the music that I listen to and those who I support. And um, I just want everyone to excel and do great. Just like I want that for everyone in my life, whether you're doing music or art or whatever. Um, So it definitely just I just want to keep supporting even now that I'm in New Mexico. I'm like, how do I bring my Texas people out here? How am I going to bring my artists? How am I bringing my musicians? How do I make spaces here? Um, So thanks for that. But now I'm trying to remember what was the question you asked about music? What was the music question? You gotta be
2: ready you gotta stay ready uh I, no i'm just kidding uh my question was what is it for you that brings a spark from musicians i think you so. always for the record uh pat's always had f- magnificent music taste so i am lucky that i'm the younger sister so i had <laughs> hella influence for my siblings uh musically and so obviously pat was definitely putting me on to a lot at a young age
3: I think for me, because I've gone to shows and like been listening to music so long, things that always bring me to an artist or like entice me to them is like the humanness of it. And it's not just like, hey, I'm just here to be a rock star type thing. It's like, no, I'm actually like here for the people. My music means a lot to me. And it's not just like, I wanna be out there and like make millions. It's like, no, I really care about my people and like what I'm doing. And when I see those like glimmers of like moments with like connections to them, even if it's just talking to them in the merch table, it kind of lets me know like oh this person's like really passionate about their work and like really wants to like make this stuff for not just themselves but for other people to connect to it too um even like who you got today like is an artist that i like somebody mentioned to me and i saw on tiktok and now i'm listening to them and i'm like this album's fucking dope and i want more people to support more artists um that are like this uh that are speaking on these type of things Um, but yeah, no, for sure. It's just things like that, that kind of humanizes them, but not makes them feel like they're just there to live the rockstar lifestyle. It's like, no, they have like a reason to be here. And it's not just to be like filling out check marks of things. It's like, no, we're actually like here doing something to make a difference with our music, whether it makes a connection to the person or it's just like something happens that helps you in that way. Um, so yeah, I think, I hope that answers it.
2: Yes, I have more questions now, but we don't have time for them. So we'll have to do that another day. But thank you for letting me okay. put you on the spot. Um, so please all remember, if you want to see um, our full, raw, unedited video versions of any of our latest episodes, you can do that and subscribe and get exclusive behind-the-scenes content at patreon.com slash Um, This also helps us to become a sustainable platform, which is, of course, the goal. So please go check out uh, Luna 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 luna's album and that episode if you haven't already it really is a great time it's been on
3: repeat
2: oh the album yeah yeah
3: yeah. no i've like made sure all of santa fe was listening to it last weekend
2: (laughs) oh my god well ever since we started the colores, it feels like we haven't really known peace (laughs) which is really sad to say but it was also right after trump got elected so i guess it kind of makes sense um but we are of course doing the best we can Um, so with that, I think that means it's time for everyone's favorite meme, mood. I want to give you all, our listeners, an insight into our personal energy. I never can look at the camera when I do this part. (laughs) Into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. This is what I call the modern day diary. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for meme mood.
3: Pat. All right. So I'm going to, I'm a, like Eva said, we're bilingual. Okay. So my meme oh, mood Lord is actually
0: Jesus.
3: a bilingual meme. Um, let me pull it up to share. So it's a cute little frog. Eva's babe. <laughs> oh God! My favorite animal, in case i didn't know, you don't need to tell Secret them. um um but it's a cute little frog wearing like little fairy wings, and it says in Spanish, "Me estoy convirtiendo en algo nuevo o estoy volviendo a mí." And I'm like, wow, like this literally is a mood right now because as I like transition into like moving into my new state, into my new home, and try and find my grounding, it's not only like me trying to figure stuff out but it's also like me finding myself in a way because you know pre mm-hmm. a love moment as eva has called my uh, southwest trip in april <laughs> um so yeah so that's my me mood is this little frog just questioning life wondering like where where are we going what's the vibe what's my energy and that's me i'm like am i just coming back to myself and like starting this new journey
2: so that's my wow, mood. That is so wholesome and beautiful. I'm going to look like a clown in comparison. <laughs> I know. We're like on opposite ends of the spectrum. Completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But I
3: really liked yours too. And I also almost went with that energy. But then I saw that one again and I was like, you know what? This is accurate because this is what I'm feeling. So yeah. Right. So, so
2: I have I'll go ahead been- and pull up yours. Thank you. I've been through a plethora of emotions in the last two years. Um, but I've learned a lot, which is good. And, uh, this is a classic. This thing has been around probably for five years. I've seen it for a long time, but it has a a beautiful woman, her, she's wearing leggings under a skirt, which means I love this is like 2000s
3: fashion. This is early 2000s. And
2: she's wearing like Keds with two pairs of socks or maybe Vans, I think.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: and it says jealousy is a disease, bitch. Get well soon. XOXO. (laughs) Um, and She's i don't though. i'm not personally that much of a jealous person but uh i have encountered in the last few years that a lot of humans are and so i do hope that they get well soon because really we don't need to we don't need to be projecting our insecurities onto others and i think that's a lot of what happens in a lot of spaces um whether it's activism spaces whether it's art spaces, whether it's music spaces, and I really wish healing for all of us. (laughs) Because I know it happens to the best of us, right? I'm not flawless by any means. I definitely have moments of insecurity. And so I just I just am wishing people a little a little hug and a little kiss of healing because jealousy <laughs> little is a hug a big bitch. hug little kiss <laughs> big kiss <laughs> that is our main moods for today um, which means I can share with you all that we have another good ass show in store for you today um, I'm a little bit shook by our guests uh, very excited very honored um, and we brought back one of my favorite Uh, co-host of all time, a good friend. Um, But we will be bringing in as guests later on um, the Megan the Stallion's right-hand photographer, videographer extraordinaire, Emilio Cucci will be with us as our guest a little bit later, representing H-Town. And um, as you all know, in our new show format, we actually bring in folks to chat with us during the juice. Uh, This week, we brought in one-of-a-kind the lovely the 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 exquisite all the beautiful delectable words i can use to describe the a brilliant fellow <laughs> a fellow capricorn amber sims is our co-host today so that means it's time for the juice this is the juice where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture politics news and more amber sims welcome back to the colores radio greetings hi friend how are you i am doing good how are you friend i am as well as i can be in america (laughs) (laughs) me me being a little too honest with you um do you have a me mood for us friend i do actually Actually, i was telling we're internet addicts over here
1: yes i was telling pat a story that happened and i was like actually <laughs> this is a great time to bring back this photo that <laughs> eva produced
3: oh my ready? god you I like, bring, right let know me know is. when you're ready to, for me to bring it up amber and i'll share the picture
1: so i was um recording another podcast this week and um if anyone follows me on social media you know that i have a little baby dog named sky that uh, my mom and I co-parent and I was recording a podcast and my mom came to get baby Sky. And that's when Skylar decided to become her superhero
2: self. With laser eyes. With laser eyes. Yep, I know where this is going. I'm very excited. (laughs) Actually, she ran. I'm glad, sorry, I was going to say, I'm glad that Skylar's name is being spoken in this space because she's a special dog.
1: She's a special dog. So she ran from my mom in the front. I'm recording a podcast at my desk. She like runs away over by the couch and she's like, that's not enough. So she like comes under this table right here and won't come out. So we had to bribe her with treats. And then she had to like, she's trying to negotiate how she could stay under the table and get her treats. Meanwhile, I'm like having to go off video for the podcast recording and figure (laughs) out what the hell I'm going to do. And so anyway, Skylar, in all her glory is my main mood of
2: like
1: yes. just chaos, chaos,
2: chaos, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but house. is this not the best picture? Like, I love your arm mm-hmm. and your dress in it as well. <laughs> she's she, smiling too. She's smiling. And right after that, she <laughs> tried to bite Pat. <laughs> she did. <laughs> which was my personal favorite part because Pat was like trying to seize Milan it and Skylar was like, not on my watch. <laughs>
3: And for the record, Skylar does typically like me. We had a cute bonding moment the last time I saw her. So she was coming to say goodbye to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think that's her form of it. And she's a little shih tzu. Pomeranian. Pomeranian. I'm not good with dog types, but it's probably because I'm not white. Uh, anyways, Skylar. <laughs> hey, I know dog
3: breeds. What is does but that you- say
2: Nobody knows dog breeds better than white people. I'm sorry <laughs> true. to prove it to you. It's, they, would it's know they would know all the hybrid breeds too, probably all the wolves. known fact. They might not care about humans, but they know dog breeds. All <laughs> right, Amber, thank you for your meme mood. How are you actually doing? Tell us what you've been up to, please.
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right. I was telling Pat before we got on that like my eyes are so dry. My contact just like fell out
2: of my eye today. <laughs> Another meme so. mood
1: yeah i'm just like you know so i'm wearing my handy dandy glasses they're cute we're here for it i should have worn Um, mine i know i was like this could have been a whole life with her beat face you know like
2: woke up like this it's fine
3: Um, i'm trying to get
2: some uh sponsorships you know i'm trying to get a new computer we're out here gotta do something
1: come on hp we know y'all based in austin i know that's still my bad i don't i don't tell you
2: we'll take
3: y'all too it's i'll
2: fine. take a, i'll <laughs> take a mac though whatever i was
1: like
3: up in austin now too
2: oh my gosh so what have you been up to friend you made some big life transitions uh last yes. we spoke to you you were um still you were working full-time and running young leader strong city what's going on now yeah, so I've uh,
1: transitioned full time to the organization that I, along with some other community uh, members, co-founded called Young Leaders Strong City. So Yay. I did that at the end of May, and um, that's been like crazy and insane. I think we'll talk about this later, but sure. um, the the racists are coming out of the woodworks around critical race theory, Absolutely. and so what a time to be doing racial equity work full time. You know, I that's can so only exciting.
2: imagine. I I do it a little bit with you, and that is plenty so i'm just like full-time is another ball game and as we know and this is actually our first juice topic uh the the devil himself greg abbott is really i don't do you think i was thinking about this recently and i obviously can't outweigh it to like the early times of texas's like quote unquote inception or whatever or like birth whatever you want to call it but conception i think that's the word i was going for do think, you think Greg Abbott is like the worst governor we've had in hundreds of years? Or am I just saying that because I've only been alive for about three or four governors.
1: Hmm, that could be it too. Um, But cause Eva's young. So we like never miss an opportunity. Um, But like, I mean, you know, there's some pretty bad ones. Who's the one it's like Lamar someone, but he's the one that like.
2: Maribou B. Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that I went like, to the high like that we
1: don't need any indigenous people here. We're just gonna get y'all out, right? right y'all. yeah, Stephen F. Austin. That was pretty good. So this is a short way of saying is that he's joining a long lineage right. of white terrorist reign. Correct. Um, And so he is definitely like trying to get on that Hall of Fame. And he's doing a good job of that.
2: Right. And this last week or so, obviously, by the time this comes out, it will have been old news. But he came out as having covid and it felt very familiar to when Trump got it, which is like they have it. But they're also getting the best, most perfect treatment ever. And then they also simultaneously put out a video of them like trying to look nice and being like, I'm fine. What are y'all talking about? I'm great. I'm getting great care. And he doesn't encourage masks. He doesn't do anything else to protect the people. He just announces that he has it and is fine because I think Mm -hmm. they like to pretend it doesn't exist. Um, So it was very, I was manifesting uh, probably bad things, Um, but it was just like the audacity of these mofos to keep doing this and they're literally attending their raw dog in the air at their like white Mm -hmm. like republican events without masks i don't know it's just mind-blowing and i'm like the the texas trauma has not stopped (laughs) at all
1: yeah i was hoping he was gonna get what's that movie a christmas story where he like gets visited by like how his life could have been or it, or is it, it's a yes. beautiful life or yes, whatever. It's,
2: yeah. I think it's a beautiful it's life or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a wonderful life or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's a wonderful life. But right. Like I was hoping he, like he and Trump would have one of those moments. Don't want you to like, but do want you to be scared enough to really believe in wearing masks forever. Right. Um, but I think that's going to happen
2: um, at all. And he got the best care possible. I believe even Regeneron, I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but Mm -hmm. it also uses like, like fetal tissue, which is something that most Republicans are very against. Um, so it was just like the irony of all of that while millions of Texans are getting sick and or dying, right? Like we have the worst numbers in the country. Um, so it was just like really unfortunate and then on the other side of COVID news, because at this point it's kind of just a juice topic weekly, um, is that Pfizer finally approved, uh, got approved by the FDA, um, mm-hmm. which a lot of people use as an excuse to not get the to not get vaccinated yet, mm-hmm. um, which is very funny because you know we've we've seen a lot of people try flat tummy teas, and lots of other random things. But this vaccine was just too frightening to people. And so it it is an an interesting dichotomy because I understand people's mistrust of things from the government. And also, um, it is heartbreaking because we're losing so many people. Mm -hmm, mm
1: No, um, that's a really good observations. I, I saw a meme too that somebody was like uh about the vaccine card. This lady was like, we have to take a, you know, have the vaccination card with us. And someone was like, imagine telling her that Costco asked the same thing.
2: Right. But you know,
1: to your point, right, Eva, there are so many places in which we like, you know, we go to schools with with vaccines, minus like the anti-vaxxers, you oh, know. Right. Um, but like, you know, we show our ID for like different things. And it's just like really weird um the ways in which people are resisting. Okay. Um, and, like, feel really bad for, like, the folks that legitimately have, like, those reasons, like, legitimate fear. Um, right. But also, we know that so many people are passing away. I did just want to bring up, right, the fact that Dan Patrick, who is our, what, lieutenant governor, mm-hmm. you know, who was in the news last year for saying some faulty stuff about, like, old folks were dying from the, you know, from COVID. And, like, right. maybe they had had enough time. Right. But, you know, he most recently also came for Black people, right? right Talking about right. Black people, Um Are the reason to blame for the high um COVID rates, you know? And Mm -hmm. then before uh Abbott was blaming it on undocumented immigrants. But
2: it's real racist up in here, right? Oh my beyond. Um, Like it's just like who's the flavor of the week this time? Like uh that's that's literally where it's like it's so abysmal, but I hate that we're so accustomed to it now. And it makes me think like we are as Texans are so accustomed to trauma and like survival. That's literally yeah. all we know. I don't know of a time when it wasn't some form of that. And now in the last decade, I would say it, it feels a little more extreme. Um well,
1: and the thing is, too, it's like they can say things like that and it probably won't get them voted out of office. And that's the thing that's like really disappointed is just the way right. in which racism is like normalized or the lack of care from COVID, like I mean, if Abbott gets reelected, I wouldn't be surprised but dang will i be disappointed you know um and so it's just like dang what they gonna have to do to like just fumble the bag i mean i don't think that they could fumble it any worse
2: well and the thing that scares me most amber is that i feel like trump i mean abbott is going very much after the same approach that trump did which is just to further like set fuel to his little fires right like he loves it and they feed off of that and they get energy off of that and they get invigorated off of it and so it's just kind of like It it is terrifying. And then at the other end of the spectrum, like, and this is completely separate news. I didn't even include in the juice. But then we have orgs like Jolt who have been called out several times, which is a quote unquote progressive org, which we have discussed prior on this episode. But then they're being called out by community activists and power to them, of course, for being transphobic. And these are progressive organizations that are supposed to be amplifying and supporting activists. And so I'm like, how much better are we when we are further traumatizing the traumatized, even in these, quote unquote, safe spaces? And it happens a lot. And I know you and I have discussed that on our own personal, like, experiences. And it's heartbreaking because then I'm like, where do people live? Like, Mm -hmm. where are we allowed to live and breathe and thrive? And that's what makes people just detest everything you know because it it is so toxic unfortunately and I don't know I I think it just breaks my heart so I'm at this point where like I think that's even what I wanted to do with Decolores right I wanted to focus more on it specifically so that we can have these radical honest conversations but also create joy and have fun and love in here too um, because it's necessary
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
2: very thank you for that Well, friend, uh, this is a kind of a different topic, but it is very interesting. And I feel like it's something you and I would definitely have a conversation on in a regular morning phone call that I love to get from you. Um, What did you think about this Beyonce and Jay-Z Tiffany um ad that just came out (laughs) because it was apparently um they were kind of promoting it as a big deal because she was the first woman to be wearing this specific diamond um and at one point i saw apparently they even hit a reply from someone on twitter uh someone calling them out and saying basically saying this is a blood diamond give it back to africa Um, whereas in the capitalist structure, um, the way Tiffany and I guess, you know, uh, Beyonce's teams, uh, kind of framed it as was like, wow, this is the third, it was like the third or fourth person in the world to wear it. And the first black woman to wear this exquisite diamond. Um, and then I, the thing I also was a little conflicted over was, um, this interesting, I think, obsession now that Jay-Z has with Basquiat, right? Um, And it's very fascinating and I can't help but compare like Basquiat and Frida because they're these two um, icons, right? Of like radical artists um, Mm -hmm. whose imagery has now been exploited to the utmost level when they were both pretty, pretty blatantly like, Communist or socialists, um, or just anti-capitalist, I guess I should say. So it's very interesting to see all this um happening. And I, I am curious if if we think they'll grow from this criticism or if they're just gonna keep ignoring it and roll because um, unfortunately, they believe black capitalism is the answer.
1: Oh, yeah, right. Like in one of her songs, uh Beyoncé ain't nothing to a boss. And then she's like, What's uh that's a whole bunch of uh, brown millionaires on your timeline or something. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, And so like, definitely, I mean, I think part of their, um, you know, staying together was about building an empire, um, Mm. a capitalistic dominant empire. Um, And so it's, I mean, is problematic. It's not surprising though. Um, right. But then I think about like, where does this put Beyonce and Jay-Z in comparison to say, you know, Kanye um, and Kim, who are also like very, you know, um, in terms of like producing so much like wealth and attention and, and all of this um, and very like capitalistic in nature. I think Kanye has said some problematic things, but then we continue to see the Knowles-Carter's Doing problematic things, right? Like talking right. about it both sides. But they of their know mouth. to be
2: silent because it works better for the brand.
1: Right, um, exactly. Um, I, I mean, I even think of you know uh, Beyonce recently launching Ivy Park and you know the Black Rodeos in Houston and Dallas, right. and contributing some of those proceeds to Black Rodeos, which I'm sure mm. underfunded, right? Um, right? And so it it's just like so interesting of like the ways in which, like you said, people eat the culture, and it'll be Black people too to their benefit, but don't give back to it. Um, So I'm really hoping that first they learn from this that they. Um, demonstrate more values-based campaigns, um, and and that they don't do it again. Like that, they listen.
2: Yeah, right? and, and that's what it's, I think is. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it gets difficult, right? And and obviously, like uh, we won't probably get into it too much with our guests later because it's it's not him personally. But I think that is also a big part of the mm-hmm. culture of hip hop, right? And like mm-hmm. um, this this genre that was created out of like survival, right? Um, and and wanted to fight for the fame and the glory and the riches, like I think most people in poverty uh, aspire to. Um, And so it's just really fascinating because then it's like when they finally get it, then what? Right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or when is it too much? Or I think I actually saw a piece today also that was like No Name's new approach to her art and her craft. Um, Right, because she very much has had a really beautiful evolution in that she was called out on Twitter for being a little bit capitalist, right? And then she was like, wait, what? And then she actually went and got educated. Um, Mm -hmm. And now she's become like a different kind of like, I don't even know the proper word, like, oh, I guess black sheep of hip hop now because she is kind of detesting a lot of that and she started like a radical book club right um but j cole felt very offended by her which i thought was fascinating um so it's just very interesting to see in this realm of hip-hop and then obviously just like the culture at large because everybody wants that and they see that as goals but it's like when is it too much um Mm -hmm. because the same thing with rihanna right is it something big to be celebrated or is it billionaires got blood on their hands
1: yeah no it's it's definitely not and right like jay-z does the math equation of what's better than one black billionaire too
2: right and
1: it, it's none right it, it's everyone having what they need in an equitable society and us not taking more than we need and hoarding right. um and not realizing the ways in which we've literally built this empire on people's backs who literally. was this sweaty who was it that like um did the picture of her like i'm at the I'm um, at the shop. No, it was uh, Drea, right? And people uh-huh. were like, "Girl, that's a sweatshop. What's wrong with you?" Like, right, because I didn't see that. She, she was like, "Everyone's on vacation." Meanwhile, I'm at work, and people were like, "Sweetie, that's a sweatshop. Like, how much right. are you? Um, Why are you
2: glamorizing people?
1: this?" Yeah, you know, and and so I and mean, that's literally a manifestation of like this is literally made off of people's facts. Like you don't right. get billionaires without exploitation. And that's what Absolutely.
2: we have to And I think we've seen it now. To me, we've seen it now more than ever, right? We're seeing a lot of people quit at mass um, and people are like trying to... Um, call working class folks lazy and this and that and it's like no we just don't want to be exploited anymore right quitting mm-hmm. if you're quitting your job in the past year or two that probably means you recognize your worth and I want to salute you for it right whether you're making big bucks or you took a, a, a cut or you're barely surviving like I'm with you I feel you like mm-hmm. that's the reality of recognizing your worth but it, it is heartbreaking that we put so much power in celebrity, and I'm guilty, right? I am very excited to have um, this guest on today, right? Because of proximity to someone I truly love, um, but I think even the our like how enamored we are by celebrity has to do with a form of escapism from the reality that is uh, America under cap, you know racist capitalism. So that's just a little tea with amber and eva what y'all think (laughs) they're like um i thought this was supposed to be funny ma'am i haven't laughed i know
1: i know where's our funny topics eva we got we got anything yeah
2: yeah you know what i actually did put in i was very excited to see that uh insecure finally has a return date and i think i remember you like caught up on insecure last year right so this has been a big deal. Insecure really was a co- uh, a show that shifted culture. Oh wait,
1: no, I've watched it from the beginning. My bad. I'm just nodding.
2: Oh, okay, right. I was like, I I thought I remember us I talking about it last year though. That's probably yeah. What I'm oh, thinking. but can I tell
1: you a funny story? Like Please. we were trying to watch the last episode from last season. um I was a new. I helped my friend like road trip, uh-huh. and we had been drinking, Beautiful. um and we're watching an episode, and everything about the episode looked familiar. Y'all, why was I so drunk that I had put on like an episode from the past and we were just like watching it?
2: (laughs) It was season one. And y'all were like, damn, that's crazy. She back with Lawrence? That's crazy. It was
1: like the one where um they were at whoever's birthday party. Maybe it was Tiffany's birthday party. Uh And and they had just broken up. Yeah, yeah. Because he texted
2: her. What do we think is going to happen? She's
1: out the shirt in the closet because he
2: had left. <laughs> the show was pivotal it was entertaining it highlights so much it does so much and i am very thankful to someone like Issa because i've i've followed isa since the awkward black girl days so like very much been a fan for a long time uh-huh. um And at the same time, it's kind of what we were just discussing, right? Where you're kind of like, okay, what are you doing with your career next? Are you just trying to capitalize off of us? Are you just trying, you know? Um, And at the same time, I have a lot of gratitude and love for her. Because I think with art, like Pat was saying earlier, Mm -hmm. like they have an ability to create something that makes us feel something, right? And I don't even, and, and when I say art, I even include like, you know, historical studies and stuff that you do as well. Because these kind of things make us remember who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and they make us feel things and so Mm -hmm. I think they're all under that same umbrella of arts and culture because it is what makes to me life worth living right this like feeling Mm -hmm. of of love and joy and future yeah Um, and
1: and I'll just say you know I think that we could make a whole series off of Issa's workplace. The We Got Y'all, um, Eva and Amber.
2: Have... Oh. Stop it. Oh, you right don't want now. me to be messy. Okay.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, anyway, we no, got we can. y'all.
2: We can, because, uh, you know, I just left We Got Y'all, basically, so, and that's not, that's not shade, that's, that's reality.
1: But, right, Um, like, these non-profits, and, like, being a woman of color, like, in, in this, and, and seeing, oh, baby, it's so problematic, (laughs) but the thing, well, anyway, I'll talk about No, no, no,
2: please go there, I'm okay with it.
1: I just didn't like the white coworker being the one to check Isa on her like anti uh, Latinx. You remember, and yes, I was and like, they never
2: did anything with it, and it made me uncomfortable.
1: It was just like really weird. It like, made so me anyway.
2: more uncomfortable because. I have seen something like that, but it also mm-hmm. obviously didn't happen in that way. <laughs> and then at the same time, they kind of... That to me was like a... Not a plot hole, but like something I wish they had expanded Yeah, on. It, and it would have been better to have
1: like a Latinx woman like calling her in on something. it and then like going through their relationship. So anyway, that was
2: a mistake. Right. And, and um, but at the same time, I remember some fools last year, I think it was last season, were like, where's the Latinx people on Insecure? And I'm like, shut up. Like, this is not... <laughs> this is not our time what that is this isn't your show relax right um but i guess that's why i still want to make television one day because i'm like i want to highlight a very black and latinx experience in a place like dallas texas because it's very very specific and i i think it also i don't know if you've listened to our episode with ariana brown yet but like it's very it's very texas right this like black Mm -hmm. and and Um, i guess predominantly mexican but very much obviously latinx in general um experience in places like the south um -hmm. so yeah no i'm with you it definitely was interesting i'm curious as to where the season will go um i want to see what happens and i also wish that they would expand more on the friendship um component because I feel like I've talked to a few different people. I've experienced a lot of like moving on from friendships uh, recently, which is very difficult for me. Um, but I'm like, oh, we don't talk about this. We just like suffer no. through it. And it sometimes feels worse than a romantic breakup. And being a little older than you, y'all just a little. Okay. So don't get carried right, away. I'm
1: like, Girl. Um, just, just a tad. But I remember like when I was your age, um, but that was like a time when I went through, and I mean, it was just a few years ago, but really like a lot of loss of like friendship and like mm. really deep seated, like women that I like loved cared about and, um, never saw that happening that I grew up with, grew, Mm. you know, grew into myself with. And so it was, uh, um, it was a really vulnerable place to be. It's not something that anyone ever prepares you for. Uh, and it's not something that like we talk about, like breakups, we can do that, but like the loss of friendship is a big one, but also the ways in which women, I've also noticed this are, I think I've done this and it's happened to me are very unforgiving towards each other
2: because so the of grace that misogyny. We see,
1: yes. Because of misogyny. And so the grace that we see, um, even us giving men or people that we don't like, maybe even in the workplace, we don't give other women, right. Like that right. ability to like understand and say like, sis, I see you. Or like, mm. I miss you. Um, right. And there's a really, um there's a Toni Morrison book for this. Um I got to right. get in my little, nerd um but uh she has a book about friendship called Sula. Um and it's about mm, these two yes. you know girls um That's that the grew first up together. Book, no? Uh no it's after Buma Oh it's died. the second one. Yeah mm-hmm. it's one of the one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. But like right, it's about these two girls who grew up together and drifted apart because of you know like a man but also like differences in how they lived and mm-hmm. there's just like this quote that says, you know, Sula we were girls together. But we think about how much we as women like grow together and then yes. you know it says that there was like they just cried and there was no beginning or end no top or bottom um but there's a lot of loss there um and and vulnerability and insecure like leans in on that a little bit but mm-hmm. um the inner discourse that's going on with molly and isa um i'd love to know more about that as well
2: absolutely and i i thank mm-hmm. you for for giving us a little a little Morrison on this beautiful day because there's always something something beautiful and powerful that she's um experienced or alluded to in her work. And also it makes me think and I I have to keep moving um so we can chat a little bit more with you specifically. But also just like I am grateful for this friendship and I just want to say that because I know there have been moments where we also have to like lean into each other and say hey friend what's going on, you know. What's going on? Here? Um and I think that's important and so I'm grateful to have a friend in you um, that allows for space with each other to really love on each other and also like check each other. Cause I am okay with that. I prefer friendships like that. And I think they're honest and, um, ever flowing. So thank you. Thank you for uh-huh, being uh-huh. a friend. Um,
1: yeah. well, and that's accountability, right? Like we think that friendships and really relationships have to be love and butterflies, but it's also about accountability and accountability yeah, for me just simply means we
2: don't throw each other away.
1: Right. Period. Um, if you see something in me will you say something?
2: And a lot of people won't, but they act like they, they won't. will. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last thing I was going to cover on the juice was that Latinx Heritage Month is coming, but we can't hold off on that and I'll carry it for the next episode. It is yes. time
1: can, in can, general.
2: Can I just say
1: that um, I am excited to be here for the juice every time I hear it like I think about that make a juice box, what what drip I wish we had the
2: fun um, to make that the (laughs) background track in that moment because a classic
1: a classic well thank you I love well, you. Um, I love you.
2: I did want to ask you a couple questions quickly before I throw you off of the juice, which sounds yes. uh, harsh. Um, but you did tell us you are full-time uh, running young leader, strong city. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about this critical race theory? We're hearing a lot about here in Texas um, because thanks to your org, I have been doing a lot of this anti-racist work with youth for the last like four or five years. Um, so I imagine that you're getting a lot of, um, I guess, attention. And also, um, it's just a hot button word now. So I'm curious what your take is on here in the state of Texas.
1: Yeah. So like a few points, one of the things that I want to like, take us, uh, well, yeah, three points is one, we started getting waves of this in North Texas, uh, with work that we do in school districts, um, last September. And I just want us to put that in context because what George Floyd, um's murder and Brianna Taylor happened in the spring. And so by the fall, when we thought that we were having one of the biggest revolutionary movements ever right. <laughs> that this country has ever seen, right. actually, there was active work being done to dismantle that work. Right. Um, and then fast forward to January, President Cl- uh, Trump, I was going to say clump, but whatever. You know. I thought you were going to um, say
2: Clinton. I was like, sis, that was a <laughs> good minute ago. Right? <laughs> um, he declared a
1: proclamation um, against CRT, what he called critical race theory, um, being taught um, and used in government, um, Mm -hmm. work. And so we saw Biden, um, go back on that, right. He took that proclamation out, um, but the damage had been done, uh, and we continue to see like others talk about it. And so now we get to these movements in which, um, teachers and school board members and really state boards of education across the country, it's been passed, um, in more than 25 states are talking about what's called critical race theory, which is a theory of, um, understanding how racism is not just like between individuals um but it's systemic deep-rooted into our policies into our practices and we live with it daily so when we're talking about ending racism we have to go from the root um right. but also these schools are not doing critical race theory work By they're doing means. dei right you belong yeah. you're a girl of color you belong here um i mean some a- if they're are doing even saying that district.
2: yeah they even saying that, that
1: really and so, you know, really, it's a witch hunt attack, McCarthyism, on something that just simply doesn't exist in schools at the moment. Um, and we need folks um, because these folks, these white communities are organized. They are getting their little talking points and going to board meetings. And so as much as possible, I encourage people to look up critical race theory, um, look up Young Leader Strong City, which is the organization that I run where we um, do more topics of um, discussion on our uh, social media pages, YLSC Movement. You Find us um, and find ways for your students to be able to talk about their identities and continue to report. We know that there's so much harm that's being done to students of color. We don't want them to feel like their voices are being taken away. Um, right. And so if you've got a high schooler, look us up, but also just remember if you've got time to speak at a school board meeting or write a letter um, or email to your elected officials and tell them like, nah, we're not
2: for this. Um, we do need voices on that absolutely um i was going to say do you have an upcoming uh, conference yes for you oh my god
1: november 13th we're having our annual summit for young leader strong city. so we're bringing students from public private and charter high schools to have conversations about race and identity and intersection and so we you know run the gamut from uh, trans rights to lgbtq IA to sports and activism um, to how do I show up and what are issues that I want to organize around. Um, it's 250 students from all over. It's completely free this year. Of course, it's going to be is virtual it
2: nationwide or just in the state of Texas.
1: Really, it can be anywhere because it's going to be virtual this year, yeah. baby. So um, the the kiddies <laughs> can come from anywhere. Um, but you know, we're really trying to um, give voice to students. Last year, I know that um, Emilio is on. We had session called WAP, um, which I think Eva and Pat attended, um, but about women um agency and hip-hop um and so the topics are always really cool and fun and relevant for what we're going through
2: Yeah, so beautiful for love the it plug. of course i love being a part of it i love what y'all are doing i think uh your organization and and these spaces are they've been important forever but now more than ever truly um it is beautiful fun work and working with youth is just a whole nother beautiful ball game so Uh, Shouts to you and your team friend you know we can talk forever. Um, I want to ask you one more question before you go, uh, which is what has kept you grounded um, throughout all this madness.
1: I'm like a book nerd. So having my books around me. Also, I put up a wall of like black art behind me when I'm doing my zooms because I really wanted to like give affirmations to folks to know this is a black ass space. And so don't be messing with me. I need to get like my black books back here too. I'm trying to figure out how to sort my bookcase, but really making my face, my space feel like home. Mm. um and like a place that I wanted to be in and so investing in artwork getting all of the books that my little heart desires and um, buying them twice sometimes because you forgot buying them twice, giving books to my friend. I gave Eva my favorite book, Civil Wars, and I gave her a little love letter in there. Um, But really just like being, making my space a place that I want to be in um, and being surrounded by like items that I love, like books and art. So that's been really, really
2: good. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) And you are my favorite Margarita Queen uh, she looks nice and innocent and reads books, but she will also get you fucked up in five minutes. She will. So she will. She we she have will. to stand. Uh, thank you, beautiful darling Amber Sims for joining us today. Can you tell us where we can follow and support your work?
1: Yes. Uh, you can find us at uh, young oh YLSCmovement.com. And then um, I feel like my name is so long, but I'm like Miss Burbiage. I made it when I was like 19,
2: y'all, yeah, um, it's okay. on
1: Instagram. But you can also find Young Leader Strong City. And like, Eva and I are always like, tweeting each other so you can find me on her
2: right someone's always picking on someone and i think amber follows my whole family so she knows too much of our tea (laughs) um but anyways we are grateful for any time and knowledge we get from you lovely amber sims we're excited for your future and thankful for everything you continue to do so with that that wraps it up for us here at the juice and we will now take a little break hello this is our commercial break where i am here to encourage you to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash DeColoresCo. You can also donate to us at DeColoresRadio.com donate. We've been doing all this amazing work for over four years, and we deeply need your support and your help. You can get all the exciting BTS videos, all the cringy moments in between each segment on our Patreon. So subscribe today. Thanks. Welcome back. I am very excited to be highlighting our next guest, and it is an absolute dream for me to be doing so. Born and raised in Houston, Texas, Emilio Cucci is a visual creative whose love for photography and digital media began during the MySpace era. He was inspired by the then-influencers, high-quality photos, and overall aesthetic of their pages. In high school, his mother gifted him with his first camera so he could pursue his passion. In 2017, he saw Megan Thee Stallion on Twitter after seeing her viral cipher video. In January 2018, he reached out to the H-Town hottie offering his services, and she gave him a shot. In just under three years, her YouTube series Hottie World. World was born. He has then since traveled the world with Meg as her personal visual liaison to the world. Welcome to the show, Emilio Cucci, representing Age town Hi.
0: Hi. 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 How are you? I'm great. I'm stuffed. I just ate. Um, and yeah, I'm just glad to be here. <laughs>
2: We're glad to have you. It is it really is a dream to have you on. I've been following your work I think since the moment she probably tagged you. Cause I, you know, I mentioned I am a Megan stan. I don't stand many people nowadays, but Megan is definitely the one. So she, as soon as I saw that okay. go ahead.
0: I said she's definitely that girl.
2: She beyond like that doesn't even cover who Meg is. Like that girl does not encu- that does then not me. encompass then that me. she's absolutely that bitch
0: yeah and
2: it's just i think we even mentioned a little bit earlier from the south is what makes it so much better
0: it makes it so much for me more authentic absolutely there's like a grit and a rawness to it Mm, absolutely and you get from the South with Meg that you won't get from like any other artist. Anyone else?
2: Do you think there's a difference in Texas specifically? Oh, absolutely than the other Southern girls.
0: Absolutely. I mean even with like just being from Houston, like Houston versus like, you know, Dallas or Austin or San Antonio, Mm -hmm. Houston is a lot more of a slow, like more like player kind of vibe. Like we're very very much, chopped the screw. <laughs> it's giving DJ Screw. Very much, R.I.P. we um, <laughs> um, like fools. We really do mean rest in peace, though. All <laughs> yeah, of course, um, he is a legend. No, Absolutely. but like you know, growing up in Houston, like you have all of those, you know, Houston rappers that you know you look up to and that you constantly hear on the radio. Like I was just saying this earlier, earlier to someone. I was like, you know, growing up in Houston, like. You don't realize that these that these songs that you hear growing up that they're not like national played songs.
2: No idea. I did like, not know. Everybody didn't know. Little Kiki. Like what? That was. Thank y'all you. not not all. So grow we, up listening we, to this.
0: Yeah. So even like Wanna Be a Baller. All our Bala.
2: favorite song.
0: Like classic. it's like we grew up constantly hearing these classic songs in Texas and everywhere, everywhere else is like huh what what's that and it's like and
2: then it's interesting because it's almost as though they didn't get the proper love hmm. until i guess drake started to play around with it and then you had travis scott come in and play around with it and i was like nah texas has been on this since the jump right like i don't and that's why it's so interesting also because obviously there's like a lot of Texas city rivalries um and and dallas's like hip-hop scene is very much thriving and it always has been but i think it kind of was in houston's shadow um but i think they always
0: i think uh, when i was in high school okay well there was a minute right like when i was like in probably middle school and like junior high Mm -hmm. like where uh mike jones and paul wall really was like nationally it. like they it were was really it. doing it
2: yeah
0: and then, um as far as like in texas when i got to high school it seemed like dallas like y'all we was were winning
2: was really, we y'all were was really winning in all the
0: there. Songs and like, yeah. really, like you know what i'm saying like the mr hit that hole and you yeah. know you know,
2: must know. be my age because same they were all doing the south dallas swag and everything much. wait yeah. what, year you,
0: what year did you graduate high school
2: 2012
0: way to
2: 2011 oh cute okay that makes perfect sense because i was like in arlington and i was like why are y'all doing the south dallas swag here like y'all are not (laughs) this is not giving what it's supposed to give but it was fine
0: yeah uh, yeah Yeah. that
2: makes sense that is interesting though because there was like um an article that recently came out and it had like 20 20 texas rap songs and like that shit was missing like there was a lot of shit missing or like um Mm. i think they might have had like crook for life they obviously it was a bunch of houston shit um and so i think the main which is fine but it was also (laughs) like damn there's a lot of other shit missing and to me i was like why'd y'all make this 20 songs long clearly you need to have like way more because there's so much more in texas at large Um, Mm -hmm. luckily they even did include like savage and they included some of the more modern like major i
0: I, I feel like i saw that list yeah yeah
2: yeah i think it was texas monthly or something if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. Yeah, But I was just like, that just shows that we have so much more to offer than we're even giving ourselves credit for. Exactly. Which is what I saw it as. But it was really interesting because I'm like, damn, I can't. I think Houston is so special. And I'm like, it's it's just different. Like, I feel like every city in Texas has charm, but nothing is like Houston, especially when it comes to music.
0: Music and food. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I went to uh, Timmy Chan's for the first time last time I was there.
0: You want to know something? Tell me. I am born and raised in Houston.
2: Is this a hot take?
0: I've never ate at. What? (laughs) Wow. I've ate at Frenchies. Uh And I've ate at, like, where else? Like, it's like a. Really like legendary Houston Spot of even thing. But I definitely like, I eat at Frenchies like almost like often, almost right. every time I come home, I definitely stop at Frenchies and give me some chicken because duh. But I've never had um, Timmy, Chan's. Timmy Chan's.
2: No, everybody was talking to me about Timmy Chan's. And I that that time I went, I actually <laughs> went to the to DJ Screw shop and I went to Timmy, Timmy Chan's and I was like, I did it. I'm the H-Town uh, fucking bitch now because I did everything I'm supposed to do. I'm
0: dead. I mean, you definitely... I mean, you went and I haven't, so I mean, I feel like we're equal because I'm from here. So Not
2: equal, I'm dead. You You need to come back to Dallas, though, and hopefully we can show you a, a good time, but... yes, I want to chat with you about how Emilio Cucci came to be. So you're born and raised <laughs> how did you pick Cameron High School what happened in between how was it growing up in Houston as like your Latinx boy
0: so okay get this straight right like I I didn't come out until my senior year of high school Mm. well I was like 17 about to turn um 18 and Ninth grade to junior year. So for like for the first three years of high school, I was in a relationship with a girl.
2: Ooh, we love a plot twist.
0: <laughs> Very much. Positive.
2: You were singing hit the hole with her.
0: Very And the, the thing is, like, she this girl really had to love me because, girl, like, I, I know, you know, like, I was the same person. Like, I'm just keeping it honest. Like, yeah. I was the same bitch. Like, you weren't I was- going by coochie at the time, or you were? At the time, I wasn't. Okay. Um, um, but I was the same person. Like, I was just an, <laughs> Like, I was. The same person. I just wasn't. Oh, I'm not gay. Like, and I have people asking me, "Oh, are you gay? Are you?" No. And then <laughs> a few years I'm later, I'm
2: trying to be laughing to be rude, but
0: you are being no. funny. I mean, okay, I was time, like, no, like, and then like a few years later, like. So junior year, I was still with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The summer between junior and senior year, we break up. Ooh, senior yeah. year comes around. And boom, I, I'm holding hands with a boy all of a sudden. Hey, I'm coming out. Bitch, I want the world to know. Let it show. Like, you started weird. voguing down the halls. Literally. Like, I was very much. And then I feel like, you. well, at least with me, when I first, like, I'm still very proud to be gay, obviously. But, like, when you first come out, it's like, bitch you got you know it's much like born this way by gaga is like your anthem Constant,
2: like yeah
0: yeah like you just yeah, really sure. like about it and you're so like cuz you're just proud to finally just you're be
2: liberated out. exactly that's the word for sure for sure it makes yeah. sense so exactly. that's that's when you discovered your full true self and we're living it and loving it and at yeah. that point were you already um shooting on the camera
0: so i The first time I ever picked up, like, a professional camera Mm -hmm. uh, was, like, probably my junior year of high school. I was in a photo journalism class. Of course. And we got to, like, um, rent out the cameras. So I rented it. And I played with it, but it was just to like take photos for MySpace. Like it wasn't.
2: Was it like a Canon DSLR or what? Nikon?
0: It was a Sony or a Nikon.
2: Okay, okay. I'm like, I did photo in high school, too. So I was like, that's when I kind of got more serious about it as well.
0: Yeah. So because like now I'm like team um, Canon, which I don't even know why I'm so loyal to them. I just No,
2: I get you have to be a Canon bitch. It's right.
0: I'm with you, you know? Sure. And, um, but I think that, that first camera was a Nikon or Sony mm. and, um, yeah, I just was like playing with it. And then like the next year, like when I was a senior, my mom like bought me a camera like my own. Cause I wanted to right. go to art Institute for photography. So she was like, hey, like use this, you'll need it. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden, and, um, I just started taking photos of my classmates for like their senior pictures and it just started from there
2: and it just you just ran with it
0: i just ran with it and i kept running
2: and so then at that point were you doing like were you able to do photography full-time or were you doing like full-time well, work hell
0: no i was and- working at burger king at the bank Damn.
2: it's real it's real
0: yeah well then it's okay i think also because like well people don't really talk about that much like I feel like in their success stories is like the beginning stages, right? Mm. As far as like the business side, like right. people, I feel like people in my industry really lowball themselves mm. to get exposure. You you, you know you right. do free work, and you know to to build your clientele. Like you might charge less than what you feel like you're worth. So for a while, I was charging like way, 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 way less than I probably could have. Been. Right. And that was how it was for a long time, like years. And then um, yeah, eventually I was like, uh this th- this don't feel too right. <laughs> like uh-huh. I feel like I would see other photographers post their work, and it's like no shade to them, but like, they would have like, oh, I'm doing a bundle for this price and this. And I would be like, You charging that? Your work is 100. like uh-huh. my work look like that.
2: Yes. I'm like, no. whoa. It's hard It's hard not to compare when you can see like a drastic quality difference
0: exactly. So For eventually sure. I, you know realize my word,
2: yeah
0: and, you, know.
2: <laughs> you looked in the mirror, you're like, yes, exactly
0: exactly. Something and price,
2: else, go ahead.
0: I said, and the price went up
2: <laughs> as it should. I think something that you bring up, though, and I mention it a lot, is that a lot of, and I see this more so in Texas, obviously, that's my experience. That's where I've lived my whole life. But it's mm-hmm. like, we often have to do a full-time job and then our craft on the side, right? And it's not because we want to, it's because we have to, right? Like we have to survive. And I remember I was at like this artist conference last year and all the New York people were like, (gasps) How do y'all do that? They were so shook that I was doing really? a full yes. They were like, How are you doing that? Like, I was working at a full-time nonprofit at the time, and I was doing the colores full-time. And I was like, I don't know. Like, that's all I've ever known. Like, yeah. we have no, we don't have a lot of support for the arts in Texas. We, we have really- the most brilliant people here but they often have to leave to thrive. And I don't think it should be like that, but it is.
0: Exactly. No, like what I always tell people about Texas and specifically Houston is like, we're like, as far as jobs go, it's hard to like find a good job as a creative Mm. because in Houston, all the good jobs, like the the good paying jobs, at least are like in the oil industry or the refinery or the medical field, like things like that. And it's like, You know we love them. We need them. That's not me. What the fuck do I look like at the refinery? Like in some steel toe boots and a hard hat. Although for a little photo shoot, it might be kind of cute.
2: Absolutely, it would be so fire for a shoot, but not for life. I will slip and fall and fall in love with someone I probably shouldn't.
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, and sometimes like you know, like the men at the refineries, they be kind of cute. You're right. Absolutely. Y'all be
2: refined. I get it.
0: Yeah. So I'll be there for the wrong reasons. right?
2: Right. We just go stand up, post it out there with some Timmy Chans. We're
0: like, hey. Hey, boys. What's up, boys? I got lunch and water.
2: (laughs) And my camera.
0: And my camera. You want to
2: do something with the camera? (laughs) Never mind. Um, Anyways, uh, yes, it is that. You were saying that it becomes (laughs) the oil fields and things in Houston specifically. Mm -hmm. So it's like not a lot. Not a lot of. Well, and you know what? I think Houston, to me, Houston is more art driven than Dallas is. Like, Dallas is more money-driven than Houston.
0: You know, and I feel like it's barely coming. Like, I feel like when I was growing up, it wasn't. But I feel like now we're starting to, like, slow... Like I said earlier, we're a slow-moving city. So, you know, we're slowly getting to, like, you know, more the art scene, the creative scene, the more music industry scene. Because as, you know, we grow like shit's just popping more here a little right, bit so, you know, sure. People need the creatives to you know you can't have a you you can have a, a a person who does music but if you don't have no, like no one to like shoot the video or take no high quality photos bitch it's not gonna do much yeah
2: no visual component of any craft elevates everything like exactly. even with this podcast we've been going for four and a half years and people were begging us for video and it was like oh, shit, I guess we got to do video, right? Like, people want to see your reactions. And so it's like, all right, we got to give the people what they want. And I think especially now more than ever, you have a damn good camera on your phone. Like, you have no excuse to have
0: no no
2: visual content. Granted, a lot of people do a lot of mess still, but it's like, it's a learning process. We're not trying to be shady. It's just facts, I think.
0: No, a fa- yeah, facts are facts. Bitch, you can't fucking deny that. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Well, then what made you shoot your shot at Meg? Because that's a big deal. I admire the, like, just the courage to even do so. I've done similar things, but it doesn't always work out. And sometimes you do hear back. And so, like, what was what? that process like for you?
0: So, this was back... So, okay, the first time I ever saw anything Megan-related, right, <clears throat> was... It had to be early 2017. Could have even been late 2016.
2: Yeah, same.
0: Um, yeah, it was on Twitter, and um, one of her ciphers was going viral.
2: Right, and that one with- that's in Dallas. Is it the Dallas one? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the big main one.
0: And um, she, like, I watched it, and with, with like without even seeing her, like her name, the city she was from, anything, I said, "Oh, bitch, hold up." <laughs>
2: Exactly. I, love
0: I had to play it back yeah you know, I, you know, I played it one more time and i looked in the corner and it said the stallion you know houston texas i said oh bitch houston texas why haven't i never heard of you before like right. what is this so like the bitch that i am i did my research right I Followed her on um twitter instagram and i found all her music on soundcloud and um on apple music and all that I said, "Oh, oh, this this bitch just that bitch,
2: right? Absolutely, and you could tell right away she had something different.
0: Exactly, and the thing for me, I've always, I love, I love rap music. I specifically love female rappers. Like that's like mm-hmm. my my thing. Like I love it. Yes, and I just felt like a a, a young, popping bitch." From the south was just mm-hmm. it was just missing. So when yeah, I saw Meg absolutely. when I saw Meg, I, I heard the accent.
2: Yes. Yeah. So,
0: okay, I, you from here, you from down here somewhere. And yeah. when I saw Houston, I said, Oh bitch, game over. We here. You're in
2: love. You're we, in love. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel you.
0: Yeah. So I followed her for about a year. And I think like um this was like just me just as a fan. Like right. I, a fan of her, and um, I think I like sent like an like a little edit, like a fan edit of like a collage of like some of her photo shoot photos, and she liked it. And like, you was just that. like
2: emailed her, or you like tweeted it at her?
0: No, I think I posted it on Instagram, and then she okay. like commented and like liked it or something because I had tagged her in it. Mm. And then um, a few months later, um, this was like end of twenty seventeen, beginning of twenty eighteen. Um, I hit her up on Snapchat.
2: How funny.
0: I know because I don't even use Snapchat anymore.
2: Yeah for real same.
0: I hit her up on Snap and I was like hi um, I'm a big fan. (laughs) I was like I'm a big fan. I was like "Um, I'm from Houston. I do photos and videos. Um, I was like I've done a few YouTube videos and photo shoots. I was like you know here's some stuff that I've done. Um, Let me know if you want to work on like a behind the scenes type of thing for YouTube, like any content you need, like I would love to be able to like help you with. And she was like, oh, I love that. Like hit up my manager. So I hit up her manager and um, her manager wrote back and she was like, yeah, you know, come out this weekend. Like, let's give it a shot. I okay. said, okay. <laughs> okay. It worked. Yeah. And it worked, yeah. right? So, but the craziest part is I was working at the time I was, Full time working for mm. the city. I was working for the city of Houston um, oh, municipal wow. court. So I was working wow. in the courthouse. Like, ugh. yeah,
2: that's some shit.
0: Yes, and I was in a lead position, so I had to work Saturdays because I was like, like a in a management type of role. Uh huh. And so I had to call in sick to work.
2: <laughs> I was like, oh, the secrets much, out.
0: Yeah, very much Mean Girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Bitch. Blue, like
0: you I, whore. Yeah, yeah boo, you whore. So, you know, I went to go work with Meg that Saturday. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just been lit ever since.
2: Wow. And it was like an instant connection. How was it for you as a fan to, like, go in and be like, oops, I got to be a professional bitch now? It
0: was... It was... I'm already professional, right? Right, like, right, right, right. I have, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a bitch with koof. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I up when need be. Um, Absolutely. But, you know... I think just at first, like my first impression was like, wow, she's so friendly. Mm. She's so, so like regular. Like, like as a human being, she's just so just just down to earth. You know what I mean? Yes, natural. Um, exactly. And I remember being so like, imp- not impressed, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you see celebrities and people and you you forget that they're people.
2: Absolutely.
0: And I remember... Their,
2: their humanity uh, kind of gets lost sometimes. Right,
0: exactly. Celebrity. Exactly. But that was something that like from the get go that I was like, wow, like this girl's really just humble and she's really sweet. And um, I remember like because I had my my then boyfriend with me um, at the time as my assistant. Mm. I introduced them and everything. And like an hour into us already working, like she asked if I wanted some water and she offered him water, but like by name. And I was like, oh, shit, she remembered her name. Like I was like, "Just I don't know. But those
2: little things mean a lot. And especially yeah, with exactly. artists, like, you can tell, you can read people, you can clock the, the like, beauty of their soul like that, that if you're most, paying attention. That's
0: such, such a beautiful way to explain that because she really mm-hmm. is such a wee, genuine person.
2: Mm, I love to hear that. That makes me so happy. I assumed it was because I'm like, I, I have, like, a pretty uh, – usually a pretty good read on folks. And so, like, my best friend sent me uh, – it was. It might have not been that cypher. It was the one when she was outside the... No, she was outside the car, I think. Um, I think mm-hmm. it blew up right after the cypher, maybe. And...
0: Was it uh, the Stanley Freestyle?
2: I think it was, like, the early stages of it, yeah. Okay. yeah. And so, uh, my friend had seen it on Tumblr. You know, fucking Tumblr. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, like, 20... I think it was, like, early 2017 as well. And so, by... Mid 2017. No, maybe it was 2016. And then by I think mid-2017 or 2018, we were seeing her in Dallas for like 10 bucks. And we were like, what the fuck? And I was trying, you know, I don't know. Well, you don't know me, but you're kind of starting to get to know me. But like, if I find some fire shit, I'm gonna put everybody on. So I was trying to mm-hmm. tell everybody, y'all, get on her, get on. You know, I was just like, Y'all, I've never seen anybody like this. We've been waiting for yeah, this. The I'm South has be been waiting old. for this. And then finally, um, she, like, within the following summer, it was, like, a whole new person. But, like, obviously oh. it was the root of who we loved, but, like, it was a beautiful experience to see. I felt like a Meg hipster because I was, like, I've been trying to put y'all on, but y'all didn't exactly. want to be put on. No. And
0: then she blew me, up. I was the same way. I was the same way. Like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, like, trying to, like, play her music for some people. Um, like, before tina snow came out
2: absolutely
0: and they would kind of bob to it here and there whatever Yeah. but then afterwards when she blew up oh i love megan Thee. i'm like bitch i've been love me <laughs> like i've been a fan i've been a hottie like where you no, been
2: no literally i was like oh y'all are here now welcome welcome i've yeah, been welcome. here for a while
0: exactly but, but I, you know but what? i'm glad
2: you're here i'm glad you're here
0: like, yeah oh yeah we love we love the love of course
2: yes yes um
0: but specifically with you guys like I know for a fact like she uh she loves her Dallas hotties mm-hmm. she's like we were awesome. there yeah we were
2: there and I, like I know I messaged a little Jew as well one time because I was I like do. I know you're from here I was like yeah. I want to get you on my show and he's like yeah I'm down I still haven't had him on obviously but um yeah. I was just like we we have to show love to this and just seeing her magic and her power in the last few years has really been such a beautiful thing to witness and so when i saw her start tagging you i was like oh let me find out there's a a badass latino killing it behind the scenes so i just immediately had to stand you as well because it really um you you hold such a powerful position right you are in charge of and not to put any pressure on you right but like you're showing us her right like you are showing the world who she is when the cameras are off, you know, quote-unquote. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're not. But it's like... it, it
0: It's her most intimate moments.
2: It. Yeah, you're feeling it through the camera. That The one where, after the Grammys, I sobbed. I was like, uh, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for for her. Because you captured it all so well. And I remember watching the first hottie episode and then watching oh, that yeah. one. Oh, yeah, no, I'm for real like... It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And so that you're able to be so intimate with someone so powerful and you do it so well um, is really something you should be so proud of yourself for, because it is really beautiful to see. And I love hearing your laugh in the back. I'm like, oop, there's Gucci.
0: <laughs> I'm always laughing like or giggling or just something in the background. It's always me. Yes, We right?
2: love it. We love it. So what has the experience um, since the beginning been like for you then? Like it's been a lot that's happened in the last couple of years.
0: It's been a lot. Uh, It's been a lot of learning. Um, You know, I remember like when I first started out when she was doing like um, primarily like uh, Houston or like Texas things. Right. It was probably like Mm -hmm. one of our maybe like third or fourth times like filming together. Um, We had a show. And I was still like, you know, yeah, I was always professional and stuff. But, you know, like, I was still getting my, my feet wet.
2: Yeah, getting in the I, groove.
0: Yeah, maybe not even the feet, the toes, maybe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I still, well, then. The toenail. Yeah.
0: And I remember um, we went to her gig. She, she had a show in Houston. And then we went, like usual, we went to um, the strip club afterwards. And um, I was like, oh, I'm off the clock. <laughs> like, right.
2: We're, we're good.
0: Like, yeah, I was like, we're at the strip club. Oh, I'm off the clock. Beautiful. So, um, I went, you know, inside the club and I had left my camera in, in the car and she was like, Oh, I want some photos. I was like, Oh, it's in the car. Uh, hold on. <laughs> so I had to like run down, go get it. Right. And that moment, like from then, like to this day, that's a moment that I think about if I ever consider, Oh, maybe I'll just leave this camera and I'll take this one. I'm, bitch, no, take that camera. Take this camera. Take the flash. Take the flash drive. Take the memory card. Take everything. All
2: of it. You gotta be All ready.
0: You gotta be ready. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I've learned in this industry is you always gotta stay ready, regardless. Yeah, you, always, for sure. you always gotta like just kind of anticipate of what your client wants. Whether mm-hmm. I feel like whatever part of the industry you're in, like whether it's glam, like you know, hair, makeup photo or video like you always kind of have to be a step ahead and like just know what they want
2: absolutely what um now that you've mentioned that what advice would you give to like young creatives that want to get want to break through because it is um such a beautiful story and i it's uh admirable that you're a go-getter but that's the component that a lot of people forget about like you have to be ready and you have to be willing to one accept rejection because it might not work right but two like when they say pull up on saturday you got to be ready to go so what mm-hmm. what other advice can you
0: offer i mean you definitely have to like i feel like already have all of like what's the phrase have all your ducks in a row like Uh uh-huh. or, or like you just always have to just stay on top of your shit always right, right. and then as far as like just like for creatives i feel like this is one thing even I struggle with sometimes. Like you got to be consistent with your own content. Mm. You know what i like, mm, yeah. like, I
2: feel attacked. Eh.
0: <laughs> no, but it's true. Like oh, even it is. once a week, twice a week, like you got to make some sort of commitment to be consistent with it.
2: Right. and also,
0: like, That's what a lot of people lack. And, you know, it's, it's, we're all human, So, we all have our good days, our bad days, but I just feel like that's if we were all super duper consistent with like our content, bitch, we would all be up there.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think especially people like from Texas or from the South at large, where it's like we kind of don't think our shit is as good because we're not on the East Coast or the West Coast. And it's like our shit might actually be better.
0: Yeah. Hi, Keith.
2: yeah, no, it's like we we're we're downplaying ourselves like you said yeah. earlier. Um well the other thing is um what have been some of the major moments that really made you kind of pause and reflect and be like bitch, I'm proud of you? Of myself? Uh-huh.
0: Um ooh, you know the I think one of my most like jaw-dropping moments like for me personally was just going to the VMAs, I think it was, was 2019. Uh huh. Like being backstage, I was like so in awe of everything. I've been so obsessed with MTV and the VMAs since I was
2: yeah, like childhood.
0: Five or six years old.
2: Yeah, it was a I huge was like, deal.
0: Yes. I, w- I like le- like legit, I probably witnessed like the, the little Kim boob moment. Like, yeah, live.
2: absolutely. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like, I just have always been like, you know, I probably was watching Rugrats on Nickelodeon and then flipped the channel. on the oh, switch. The real Absolutely. World. Oh, well. look,
2: a titty. Yeah. No, yeah, for just,
0: sure. Like, and I've always just been really into pop culture and I just have always loved the VMAs. And so to be there in person, I was just like, oh, bitch, you made it.
2: It's like unreal. Yeah,
0: like that really was like the moment for me. Uh-huh. I was like, oh. I've I've bitch I did something right to get yes,
2: here yes absolutely <laughs> like, you did that's beautiful and then with the Grammys they were a little bit more strict because of COVID right so y'all were like in the hotel
0: a little bit yeah I, oh yeah you saw that right
2: <laughs> I like I don't hope it don't sound creepy but I did tell you I was a fan <laughs> so
0: yeah you, you yeah you uh kind of peep that huh yeah, yeah. We, were, um, <laughs> we were definitely in the hotel because of COVID but yeah they were a little more strict but I'm talking about uh, 2019. This is before.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the VMAs. I'm thinking now because it's like that was the moment where you realized you made it. But even like it just keeps getting bigger, I think is what I'm trying to say, right? Like it hasn't stopped and you've been there the whole way, which I think is really beautiful.
0: Yes.
2: Well, I do have a couple more questions. I obviously think we could talk forever. Um, But what I wanted to ask you, what your favorite thing about yourself is. And then your favorite thing about Meg. Because I think the mm. the thing y'all are able to create together is because you both have that spark. Um, and most people have some sort of spark, right? A lot of people, most people are beautiful uh, to some degree. Um, but I do think there is something that also makes y'all's connection so easy flowing. And that's why she probably also trusts you and your work and your craft. Um, because y'all do have that beautiful chemistry as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly... I think <clears throat> my favorite thing about myself is probably my favorite thing about her as well. And I'm gonna say it's like our sense of humor.
2: Yes. Like,
0: or like our ability to like go through like hardships, but like still come out like smiling or like yeah. a little bit here and there. Like I always tell people like with me, like I could be on my deathbed in a hospital
2: Stop. i'm already laughing that's not
0: good <laughs> we like plug up like yeah. i everything just you know whatever like laid out and i'm I'm gonna do something stupid like play dead like i'm gonna and then wake up ah. <laughs> like i'm just throw, throw a peace sign yeah. go back
2: yeah yeah no, i'm like,
0: with you or like you know what i'm saying like if i get into a fight and i if, like if i'm getting my ass whooped i'm someone you're gonna keep punching me and i'm gonna still be talking shit like right oh, you stupid bitch ah, ah. like i'm gonna just keep on like going at you like i'm just like i don't know like but because i
2: add an extra flavor
0: Yeah, i just think everything is funny like i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> like, i'm
2: with you like i i think as a person that's been my favorite coping mechanism is humor Yes. and i tell people all the time i'm like I, like no bullshit i'm not trying to air myself out but like even in therapy my therapist was like sis it's you're being funny right now and i'm like but it's true <laughs> but, it but it's true you know and i think it works like i'm like it brings you joy why not you know who cares but uh yeah i think that is uh, humor is like a healing thing that does not get it enough credit
0: definitely is like i'm i have some friends who are like you have the darkest humor and i'm just like i just i've had i've been through some dark times
2: yeah <laughs> you're like don't sh- don't shame me you better let yeah. me live
0: don't humor. Shame. That
2: is so funny. Well, you also have started to dabble into music. Do you want to tell us about that?
0: Sure. Um. Yeah. So I've, I've always kind of like been interested in like pursuing music, but I've always just, I never really knew anyone who owned a studio or right. like, you know, I, I never really had like the connection or anything. Right. And like the first song I ever recorded, I think was like in 2018. And it was a freestyle to, um, man, I think that's by Big Mo. I want to say. Ooh, Uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it was like, it was just me being silly because, like, that's always me all day regardless. Silly, goofy, whatever. Right, right. But, you know, it was, like, low-key, like, some punchlines in there. So it was like... And you were like, like,
2: bitch, am I that bitch? Am I the next bitch? Oh,
0: yeah, I was like, am I that bitch? Because it's kind of giving what it's supposed to give a little bit. (laughs) And so, you know... I kind of like put it on and off. I would like drop something silly, just very much like homemade quality from the laptop from the iPhone. Right, right. If I was on, if I was like before I worked full-time with May when I was still at my office job, I I had like a 45-minute commute to and from like home and work. So in between, I would play the radio. I would be on Snapchat and I would just like have the music playing and I would be freestyling to it.
2: I'm here. I want to see though. You might have to send me that footage privately because that sounds like it was kind of oh exciting. privately,
0: privately, maybe. Privately,
2: uh, yeah, because it's it's reminding me. I don't know if you've seen the show Insecure, but when Issa yes. Rae like was rapping in the mirror, <laughs>
0: yes, no, but the shit was
2: kind of fire. Yeah,
0: no, the shit be fire. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing too. I had people write me. And they were like, "You are so stupid. Why is it? Why is it so funny?" <laughs> But why does it, like, go hard at the it same lapsed. time?
2: It's like yeah. yeah, no, that's so. how... Especially now, in this day and age, I feel like hip-hop is funnier than ever. Like, you see... I don't know if you know Zach Fox, but, like, his shit is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, he's talking about depression and, like, oh, shit like oh. that. And so he's, like... He's from Atlanta, but he's, like, LA-based now. But he's real funny. And so, like... It, it goes it ends up hitting the charts and sh- not hitting the charts but like it makes it big time and they end up yeah. producing the full track because he's literally talking about i got depression and people are bobbing their heads and it's hilarious shit so it's like no oh, it's like- humor and rap is what like keeps people excited and it's fun so there's definitely a market for it
0: yes i definitely agree um, I just wrote down like Fox's name to look. Yeah,
2: at. you're gonna message me later and be like, "Bitch, are you sick?" And I'm gonna be like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> but I hope you're here with me.
0: <laughs> yes, I probably will. Oh um, my god! But uh, so, like, when was it? I think it was sometime within this past year. Um, I finally was able to lock in a professional studio session with yes. um, a guy that I know who's an engineer slash DJ here in Houston,
2: uh-huh. and
0: um I put out my song I want cash which people on Twitter and like little stands and shit uh-huh. like that fuck with and I love them for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually shooting a video for it this Friday.
2: Yeah, <laughs> stop. We love an exclusive. That's wow. awesome. Who do you I'm get sorry. to shoot your stuff since you're the one usually shooting?
0: You know, I had to find someone. I had to find Yeah, whoever. that's work. Yeah, I had, to, I had to find someone um, who was available and who I liked their work mm-hmm. and um, who was local because I'm going to be back in Houston on Friday. Beautiful. But um, I found someone who I like or whatever.
2: I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm so excited now.
0: Yeah, no, I'm super excited. too. I'm a little nervous, but I'm just like, fuck it. Because I have a performance on Saturday as well. Like my first ever. You
2: were in Houston? Me. Oh, yeah, you should come. Oh, my God. Man. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna go find you. That'll be so cute. Yes,
0: it's gonna be hearing you. Do you have
2: other things booked or no?
0: Uh, as far the as the future, like, that like for the future. Oh, oh no no no. no.
2: <laughs> okay, I was like, wait, because you know I'm gonna support you in the Meg Train forever, but I want to support no. Coochie Coochie as well no. because I'm excited for anything you explore now, and that's so amazing. Yeah. You're doing your own first performance. I hope it goes well.
0: Me too. I'm super excited for it.
2: It will. You got the energy. All you need is the right energy, man. If you yeah. go with right energy and good intentions, I really think the universe is, like, here for you. Yeah,
0: because I was, like, I was thinking, I was, like, oh, like, I saw, like, the, the lineup, and it's a few people from Dallas. It's, like, an LGBT event. Oh, so, you need to
2: send me the little link or something. Oh,
0: oh. There's a few people from Dallas, and then, like, for, like the rest are from Atlanta. And I, I looked at all their stuff, and I was, like, shit. I was, like, these people dance they have background dancers. (laughs) They're this. And I was like, well, bitch, you got really good energy. You got really good energy. I know how to turn up. So I was like, I got And you know
2: how to shake your ass a little bit too. You can do
0: something.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, you just have to... See, and I came from like a theater background. So I'm like, if you got stage presence and you can connect with your audience, you're good. Like, and a lot of people don't have that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, you see, I never got into theater and I always wanted to, but like I worked all throughout high school. So like I never did it's a big commitment. I did, I was in one play once. Yes. What play was it? It wasn't even like I it was about some bunnies. It was in second grade. (laughs) I'm dead. I was in the bunnies. But I had it was like a legit script. And I have I have actual memories of being in second grade memorizing this entire script, being on a stage and in my head saying everyone's lines not just mine but then like when it was my turn to speak i said mine but then like right. when it was right like, i knew everyone's shit
2: and not you being like bunny number one killing no, it
0: very much bunny number One. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh jesus christ all right well what else do you have for your future i know you've probably got a lot going on with meg as well is there anything else you want to share that's upcoming
0: um oh uh i can't say something ah, of course of course um yeah so i'm actually working on an ep slash mixtape that i yeah. Yeah, i'm super excited i'm trying to have it out i'm trying to have it out by the end of the year my birthday's in december so i would love to have it out
2: Ooh. wait oh, does no. that make you a sag or a Capricorn? Sag You wild. You sags are special.
0: Yes. I love being a Sag. Love oh
2: my it. god. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's adding up. Checks oh out on god. the receipt. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So funny. Yes. I love it. Well, we're ready for the album. We're ready for the video. We're ready for whatever you do next. We're so glad that you joined us here at The Radio. It really is a dream. We're very excited to keep seeing you thrive and keep seeing you win and oh hopefully we can Meet you in real life one day soon, um because we can we can surely uh create some magic ourselves or just have a good time and and hang
0: out exactly. I know I feel like we really would like turn up like for real and just laugh because I just feel like we both would be like such a fucking hoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, if anybody watches the b- behind the scenes before the interview started, we were already doing a lot, so <laughs>
0: yeah, we about food and shit, so. <laughs> uh,
2: what is your uh? I get you already told us your water bar- burger order. Do you have a Jack in the Box order? Uh, that one's yeah. a little more chaotic because there's a lot Jack going my, on there. Yeah,
0: Jack in the Box. Listen, sometimes I well, actually, I went to the doctor like two days ago and I told him I genuinely feel like I have ADHD because I can't focus at times. We so a,
2: you must be on TikTok because I feel the same way.
0: I'm very much on TikTok. Yeah. Um <laughs> but like I feel like Jack in the Box, the menu. It just makes me it's, it's a lot it's a lot to handle it's a lot like if you <laughs> this are <is> the most <laughs>
2: serious i've seen you
0: this whole interview <laughs> and it's about jack in the box i mean yeah it's a lot to handle at jack in the box and it could be it overwhelming is. but um my my go-to meal at jack in the box like after a night out yes be you've
2: been drinking what you about to eat
0: an ultimate cheeseburger meal okay.
2: you're you're a cheeseburger person
0: I love me a good cheeseburger. Okay. But the ultimate cheeseburger is just something about it. It has the right amount of grease. <laughs> uh, of course, add bacon. Of um, course. With the cheese. That's already a given. Uh, yes. Curly fries.
2: Yeah. And then I
0: need one order. If I got that already, I need one order of tacos. Tacos.
2: You got to do it just two. Because if you do more, you might hate yourself.
0: Exactly. I'm, oh, I'm going to do it regardless. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to, do to begin with. But it's all good. Um, and then for the, for the tacos and the burger, I need like four to five buttermilks.
2: <laughs> Stop. I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. Uh, nah, the, you can't do the tacos without the buttermilk. Are you, you, you dip it in there?
0: Of course. <laughs> and then, you know, whatever's left, I just fucking drink the buttermilk. Like <laughs>
2: you put a little, put a little, put a little straw in nice. there.
0: Very much. Yeah. And, spinach,
2: much. and if they I, sometimes they give you two and you're like,
0: what the fuck I'm gonna do with two water milks? <laughs> that's like one per taco. Bitch, I got a whole burger still. Like, what what's going on?
2: No, it's real. And you have the curly yeah. fries, so like hello. Look,
0: that's why I need five. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, one per taco, and then about two for the burger, and then you know, I can just one for, for the for safety,
2: one for the road. Exactly. Well um I want to say I love you already. I don't know if it's too soon, but uh I love you too. <laughs> You're like writing down on the side never talk to this bitch again.
0: No. Well, well,
2: well, well, Uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up because it's definitely going over time, but we had a great time with you. We're so excited for whatever comes next. You know, we're here and down to support you and love on you and can't wait to see what comes next from Houston's own Emilio Cucci. So thank you for being on De Radio. Can you tell us where to uh, support your work and find you?
0: Yes. So you guys can find me um, on Instagram and Twitter at Emilio Cucci. And yeah, I don't eat it. Unless you abandon, a bad And I might.
2: Okay, <laughs> hey, you gotta be open. You gotta always be open. Very much.
0: I'm always open. And so bring everybody. some
2: buttermilk. He might do it. You don't yes.
0: know. If you bring buttermilk, I'm gonna really do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, sweet God. All right. Well, thank you so much for holding it down. We got mad love for you. And... Mm. Thank you. It means it's time for some grounding with our lovely self-care corner. Emilio Cucci, you are a light. Thank you. I uh, am trying to now find my my meditative grounding. Um, So my self-care corner advice for the week is to practice a routine. Um, It is Virgo season and those motherfuckers like structure. So if you are looking for a time to incorporate it, now is the time to do so. Um, I know I am trying to go outside in the mornings and stretch, which, sounds extra as hell but it actually feels really good um so i definitely encourage finding some kind of routine or a habit that you've been wanting to incorporate and jumping into that so that is my self-care corner tip for the week um pat i'm gonna bring you back so you can do our brown and black business of the week who do you have for us today little pat where are you at
3: Hello, I'm back, I'm here. Um, so my Brown Business of the Week um, is actually a friend of ours. Their their daughter started a um, business to kind of help them raise some money for their trip. Um, so I wanna recommend Luna Mer- Mercantile, which I don't know if you've seen any of her merch or any of the items that she sells, but it's uh, Metzli, uh, our friend, <clears throat> wow I'm like still processing the interview because that was so good and great and like I'm just vibing now at this point but our, our friend Ophelia Faz her daughter has a small business called um, Luna Mercantile that she's trying to raise money with uh, ceramics and jewelry and handmade goods that she's making herself I bought some really cute keychains I have one on my car um, and I think I gave one to Eva for her teaching too, but it's a little heart with an eye on it. It's really cute, but she's trying to raise money for, um, for school, for a trip that she's doing to Europe next year. So I would definitely recommend that y'all support her. I know she's been at the Echo Amano, um, vendor market at our Maroches Bakery that we've recommended before in the past. So I just wanted to highlight her, support her, give her some money. She's trying to save, uh, raise money for a trip. Um, it's really cute. You can find her at Luna.mercantile on Instagram. And she does have an Etsy page that she has linked on her Instagram. Um, she even made like cute little clay trinket bowls and like a sticker pack. Um, so I just wanted to highlight like a young like person trying to make stuff to raise money for themselves. And I love their work. It's super cute. Every time I see it on my car, it makes me really happy. So I just wanted to recommend Metzley's little um, business as a round business of the week for this week.
2: Yay, I love it I need to purchase something as well I'm always excited and down to support our youth As they are our brilliant creatives of tomorrow No, I'm just kidding Uh, But no, that is super cute They're such a beautiful creative family And I'm excited that uh, they've got their own thing going So we are Mm -hmm. going to support Luna Mercantile
3: Yes
2: Finally, it
3: is time for Who You Got (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: Who's, Who's do you got? Pat. So, so I feel like I need, we need to recommend Emilio's music. I'm really excited to listen to that. Same. I am
2: so excited. I've listened to it, but I'm ready for the video
3: next. I'm ready to yeah, shake my same. ass. To it. Same. I'm so excited. Um, but I actually wanted to recommend. So a new EP dropped by um, a black and brown pop punk band, Meet Me at the Altar which um, I, I, they came up on my feed last year because I saw them on TikTok. Um, TikTok's been helping a lot of bands and artists get their their vibe and sound out. Um, so shout out to that, because I think it's really great at putting people out there. But it's like a black and brown femme led um, band. And they just released their um, first EP called Model Citizen. And the, our friend Shane, who's like a friend of the podcast, did a really nice write up on them talking about the fact that they're like not here to appease to like white audiences they're very much for like bringing up spaces for black and brown people and it's like even one of the songs that says this song is for the ladies and ladies like they're like no no bullshit like we're here for our people we're making this space known but we're not like they're very much they don't want to do like we're just here to be like representative of our people it's like no like we're here to make our grounds and make our space and be known and it's a really good album. Garden was the first song that I saw. They had a music video that came out that that was on their TikTok. And they actually weren't in the same states. They were all making their music together remotely. And then they got signed by a label and, and the EP's is really great. So I'd highly recommend everyone to check out Model Citizen, their new EP by Meet Me at the Altar.
2: Beautiful. I love it. I think I saw whoa was that a hiccup burp what was that what kind of moment did you just have are you okay I had a moment okay I don't know what that was but I'm still here and that's what matters uh but uh I'm all I I actually was thinking about this concept recently where I was like I am all I am grateful that my shit is for black and brown folks like Obviously, whoever can listen, whatever, but I am not here to appease to white folks. I never have been, never will be. Maybe before, maybe in high school back in the day, sure. Mm-hmm. But seeing creatives and musicians adamantly state this is everything. So I'm definitely gonna check them out. Um they're really I, good. I
3: think you might like them, especially if you really like the um Willow album. Like this album's really oh, good. Yeah, that's all you gotta say. I'm I'm there.
2: You know, I'm just a little late to listening to new albums sometimes, but uh I have recently been reading Jenny Rivera's uh, Unbreakable book. So that is what I. Shout out to the library. Shout out to the public library because I didn't have to buy it. And I probably have overdraft fees, but it's fine. I don't you know. You don't. I-, I got my
3: notification. We're good. Okay, We're groovy.
2: Because I'm about to return it because I'm almost done finally. But it was. It was actually a very interesting read because you can definitely tell that she was a very authentic person, which I think is another thing that makes a lot of uh, celebrities really spark um, and brings people to love them. But it also made me sad because I was like, damn, how much trauma do Latina and women of color go through to, like, exist Um, and that did make me a little bit sad, but she was a very beautiful person. Um, And I've also, while I was reading that, I was listening to Dinner Party, which was a collaborative project between uh, Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, and Ninth Wonder, um, and some other like it was like a project they did last year. Super like jazzy, cool. I like listening to chill shit when I'm like reading because I probably also have. I'm like, I might need
3: to listen to this. It's it's
2: it's fire. It's it almost feels short. Because it goes by so fast, but it was really, Mm -hmm. um, really, it's really great. So that's what I was listening to because you know I love a chill vibe. Um, And of course, we're always listening to um, our different artists on rotation. So Mm -hmm. that is who I got. That is who we got. And that means it's time for us to wrap it up for us here at The Colores Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. Major thanks to our guests. Amber Sims, and Emilio Cucci. I am so Still, grateful. Such yeah. a beautiful contrast in energies and discussions. Mm-hmm. But I am just grateful to have this space and to have people join us and, and to share their stories and their Um, backgrounds and and show us how they shine so special thank you to all our squirrel friends homies and rider dies on patreon remember you too can become a financial supporter of the de colores radio family today and you will get early access to exclusive content we truly cannot go on without your support we might not be We might not be doing in person as much, but we still need your support now more than ever. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts and leave us a darn review. Good job, Jabria. <laughs> We'd love to keep growing. So please share it with everyone you know. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arraguin. Pat at Pat.Arraguin. And our theme song is by the legendary El Dusty. Our audio editor... Ooh, is Jeremy Piscina. It's been a while, y'all. It's been a long day. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Support us on Patreon or visit us at that...
3: <laughs> I told you, I'm still living from the interview. That... <laughs> Same, bitch. Goddamn. My brain is
2: like, What? visit us at decoloresradio.com yeah, thank De you so much radio. again for being with us and join us again next time for De Colores radio Bye. Bye.